Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sale veteran. I am the leading tax sale expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. This podcast can be found on a number of different channels, including Spotify, Spotify Video, YouTube, and anywhere else that podcasts can be found. So make sure you download us on your favorite podcasting or video platform at taxcellpodcast.com. This podcast is brought to you free of charge through and because of the Tax Cell Academy, which you can learn more about by visiting taxcellacademy.com. All right, today I've got a topic that should really help quite a few of you to get started off on the right foot. I've been investing in tax defaulted real estate for 20 plus years now. And to say that I have learned a lot during that time is a massive understatement. Not only have I learned from myself and my experience, but I've also been very fortunate to have trained many, many people and to have answered thousands of questions. This has helped me to create the Taxel Academy, to write my book, to shoot these videos, and do so much more. All of this information I didn't have when I started two decades ago. So as I look back into my career, there are really three major lessons that I've learned since I started and wish I would have known about back then. So today I want to discuss those three lessons and exactly how I would have implemented them. Now, I do want to add a little caveat here. This is not a how-to type business. It's not a step one, two, and three, but instead it's essentially three things I wish I would have done differently. Let's get started. Number one, I wish I would have expanded much, much faster. I always share this story, but when I first started in this business, I started in my home county. I started in the area that I grew up in, the area that I lived in, and I cherry-picked the best properties for my specific objectives. And if I'm humble about it, I did pretty darn well with those properties and with that strategy. Like, really, really good for somebody in their late teens. The problem was there was one auction per month and only a few properties on that auction list met my criteria. So my income was permanently capped. And that stung pretty hard because all I knew was that one strategy in this one area. That's the only thing that I knew how to do. And it was doing quite well, but again, I had plateaued. I could not get over that hump. And the thing was, I did not know a single thing about any other areas. But I decided it was a pretty good time to learn if I wanted my income to grow. I eventually expanded into another county, a neighboring county, and then another county, and another county. And the truth is, I didn't do quite as well in those counties right away, but I did keep cherry picking the best properties for me based on my strategy at that time. And I realized that I was doing better. My income started to increase again. Eventually, I made the decision to go out of state. I remember the first out of state auction that I went to. It was like a light bulb went off telling me, you have made the right decision to expand. Then I went to another state and another state. It became pretty apparent that the same thing I was doing to make decent money in my home county could be multiplied many times over. In fact, 
I actually ended up doing much, much better in a lot of markets that are out of state compared to my home county. Not only was I cherry picking the best properties at this time, but I'm also cherry picking the best properties in the cherry picked best markets for me. Unreal, right? It was a phenomenal realization that, hey, this expansion thing works pretty well. Listen, there are 3,000 different markets with millions of different properties each year that have tax liens or tax deeds issued against them. If the market that you are in is not working or you are capped, expand. For so long, I was focused on investing in just one market, the market that I was familiar with. But why was I familiar with it? Because I grew up there, because I studied it, because I analyzed it. Now, I can't change where I grew up, but I can certainly change what I knew about another area. I could analyze it, I could study it, I could learn about it. I would handcuffed myself to one market for so long simply because I didn't want to take the time to learn about any other markets. But once I dove in, once I started to take the time to learn about those markets, to analyze other markets, that's when my business began to grow more rapid than I ever thought it could. Lesson number two, it's a numbers game. This kind of coincides with the first lesson, but the fact of the matter is, the more properties you see auctioned off, the higher your chances are of success. Far too many people, including myself when I was starting out, expect to win a large percentage of the properties that they are interested in. So they'll research a few properties and then they'll be disappointed when they are not able to purchase anything. That is usually when I hear negative comments about this business. It wasn't until I expanded out of state until I began to realize this. And even though I had expanded to multiple markets, it still never really dawned on me until one month when I attended something like an auction every single day during the week. And I promise you, my income went up dramatically. I would drive from one auction to the next. You know, typically most people will attend an auction, maybe two auctions a month with say 30 properties at each one of these auctions. That's around 700, 720 properties every year that they see auction off. Now, if you go to an auction every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, using that same 30 properties per auction figure, you're gonna see close to 8,000 properties get auctioned off. That's a 10 times difference. Now, obviously that doesn't mean you'll buy 10 times as many properties, but maybe your investments become much more lucrative on a per property basis. There are countless ways to look at it. And yes, I do realize that attending an auction every single day during the week is a little bit on the extreme side, but anytime there's competition in the marketplace for something, you must consider that's a bit of a numbers game. Simply by seeing more properties get sold than the average investor, I've seen significantly more success than the average investor. Now I've got a lot of pretty cool videos over on YouTube about a $20 house, a one cent property. I've got one that's titled the best day of my tax sale life, where I walk you through countless properties I purchased for under $100 each that particular day. And I've got hundreds of other examples just like those. 
And that's not because I was lucky and just happened to stumble across them. It's not because I was a genius and decided I'm gonna go to this auction on this specific day because I know I'm gonna get some crazy deals. Instead, it's because I've seen hundreds of thousands of properties get auctioned off that I have passed on or that I did not win. And I played the odds and I eventually won simply because I approached it as a numbers game. Tax sale investing is a numbers game. If you play it correctly, you will win. Do not get frustrated if you see 10 properties auctioned off and you don't win anything. Don't get frustrated when you see maybe 100 properties, 500 properties auctioned off and you're not getting these killer deals. Instead, maybe change your approach a little bit, but understand it's a numbers game. The more properties you see auctioned off, the more success you will have. Number three, do it your way. Like so many people, I got into the investment space with the intention that I will simply copy everybody else that I thought was successful. Now that can work okay sometimes, but oftentimes it isn't as fruitful as you think it probably should be. First off, you don't know what the other person is truly doing. You do not understand the behind the scenes of their business. To us, they might be selling vacant lots at very, very low profit margins, but their business plan might revolve around a $30 million credit line that they have at a very low interest rate. And they're happy making five or 6% on each deal since it's not their money. I've seen that scenario multiple times. You don't understand that though, from the outside looking in. Secondly, if you do everything that everybody else is doing, you're going to create increased demand, which pushes margins smaller and smaller. It becomes a race to the bottom. Who will do it the cheapest? Oftentimes, the person that does it the cheapest ends up going out of business. In real estate, doing the same thing everybody else is doing won't get you the same results. It'll actually get you worse results most of the time. So instead, learn from the other people and focus on putting your own little spin on it. Maybe that spin is as simple as finding an area where there's not a whole lot of competition. They do exist. In my case, I'd travel from state to state buying properties. I would market those same properties online, often selling them through my email list. And then I would handle the closings in-house. While it's still not overly popular, many years ago, something like that was completely unheard of when I first started doing it. I took real estate, combined it with internet marketing, and then suddenly I was moving more properties than I thought possible. And I did it with relative ease. Now, I'm not saying that's what you must or even should do, but that's what worked for me. Now, don't go so crazy with it that it doesn't make sense. Buying a dilapidated lighthouse might not be the best idea in the world, no matter how intriguing it seems. So prove your concept. Once it works, start to double down and then take advantage of it as much as you possibly can. Find your own niche. And the moment you find one that's profitable, leverage it as much as you possibly can for as long as you can, while also looking at alternatives that you can move towards in the future. Listen, I really hope that you take these lessons that I wish I would have known about and apply them to your tax sale business right now. Hopefully they provide just a little bit of help getting your tax sale business off on the right foot. That's all I've got for you today. I truly hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Tax Sell Podcast. If you did enjoy this episode, please do me a huge favor and leave a positive review 
on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on today. This podcast is free. I don't charge a listening or membership fee for these podcast episodes, but your reviews really help us out and might even serve to pay it forward to somebody else who learns about this business simply because you took the time to tap a five-star review or to leave positive feedback. And as always, if we can be of any additional help, be sure to check out our website at taxcellacademy.com. Hey, take care and make it a successful day. I'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.